listeners. You're listening to Export Audio. Nora and I were having an argument about Prince of Persia, and we're just fucking recording it because I want to yell at her on a microphone. Also, we were just yelling at each other in the way that we do on the podcast. Welcome to episode 95. I had to make sure this wasn't going to be our fucking 100th episode. (laughs) Nora has another podcast in 30 minutes. Yeah. I am extremely ill today, so this is going to be a short one. It's gonna be a short one, but we were Just looking. A little quickie cast. Someone tweeted. Someone tweeted. What were the five most important games to you as a teen? Nora and I started looking at a list of PS2 games. Uh, Nora, do you care to tell the world why you're wrong about? I'll give you a choice. Do you want a loaded be, question? Do you want to be wrong about Sands of Time or Shadow of the Colossus first? Take I'm not pack. wrong about Shadow of the Colossus <laughs> or Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time. It's a fine movie. <laughs> Unjustly maligned, except for the parts where it is justly maligned. <laughs> I made out during that movie. The first movie I ever made out in was Hugo. That's not a great one. It's not no. a great choice. No. I've seen that though. It's alright. It's got that little, little little bunny in it, right? It's got the bunny Hugh. from the time travel bunny. I don't know. Um. Anyway, Prince of Persia at the Sands of Time. The video game from 2004. Let me look, let me look, let me look, let me look. That sounds right. I figure it's that or three. It's either that. It's 03! Shit! Like I said, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, 2003. I don't think it's. I didn't think it was that great of a video game when I played it uh, 10 years ago. I enjoyed it in the way that like, oh, the sidekick character quipping at you all the time was a novel thing. And then that like just became video games. Yeah, it did. (laughs) Um, Oh, I never really thought about how like Sands of Time just like laid down that blueprint for uh every video game ever. Um, and, uh, the combat sucks ass. The platforming is, is, is good when it works, but sometimes it's just frustrating or unclear. Um, I admit it's been a while since I played it, but I cannot describe with words the amount of relief I felt when I fell down that pit and completed the clothing damage arc of the game and got the sword that kills enemies in one hit. I was so fucking thankful that I didn't have to fucking fight anyone anymore. From you go. I was just going to say, the main draw of that game for me as a teenager was the story and the characters, and I'm not that, like, hooked on them anymore. It's it's like, okay, I know seven of these characters. Like, this, is, this was nothing special, and, like, there's clearly, um, like... The only thing that sets this apart is the, like, ooh, this one isn't Persia aspect. Mm. Which is, like, when people say they want a Prince of Persia game, they just want, a, like, a new exotic desert game is what they're asking for, I feel like. Because, okay. like, every element of Prince of Persia exists in other games. Okay. Now, if you want just, like, a sword and sandal kind of game, like, that kind of vibe, um... That's more believable, but that doesn't necessarily have to be Prince of Persia. Like, they made Conan games. Mm-hmm. They have a dick slider. 
Okay. <laughs> Let's start. I, I want to address that in a moment because I think that is valid-ish. I think you're off the mark, but I like get where you're coming. I from. I kind of found it and then I like, kind of explored yeah. it a little bit as I went. Yeah. Um, stomach pains coming back right as we hit record on the podcast, so that's a fun and exciting twist. Um, uh, what the fuck was I saying? Right. Okay. Sonic Adventure Two is the okay. most. <laughs> Sonic Adventure Two is the most video game that will ever video game. No video game will ever be. As video games. You need to play Lord of, Lords of Shadow 2. Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2 is the most video game as video game I've ever played. But Sonic Adventure 2 will always have it beat because Sonic Adventure 2 was released on a console that went bankrupt or something and they had to port it to a new console so it wouldn't be forgotten to history. It's fucking incredible. Sonic Adventure 2. It's like the most video games video game okay. that has ever video game but that to me you can't just say oh uh you know play this card that is uh the fucking dreamcast bombed yes when castlevania is made by konami <laughs> that's fair that's gestures fair. at konami <laughs> but but when i when i think about this this moment of like peak of t- to me peak video games um I think about Sonic Adventure 2 as like the most that. I also think about Kingdom Hearts 1, very specifically Kingdom Hearts 1, in that like it is it is not self-contained, but no other Kingdom Hearts existed. And so if you try to put yourself in the shoes of like Kingdom Hearts coming out in 2003 and just being this weird Disney crossover game that went like full anime at the end. Uh, and the other game I think of is Prince of Persia because, because, it is not as absurd as Sonic Adventure or Kingdom Hearts. It is not as... I mean, it is, but in... Prince of Persia of the Sands of Time is a fucking full-course meal for the ludonarrative dissonance people. Right? Yeah, okay, okay, I found it. I found because it. then you have to ask, why are all these traps in the palace? <laughs> um... So, uh, Prince of Persia to me is like, is the like idealized form. Like it is like, you know. The action adventure. It it is the idealized form of the nine out of 10 game. (laughs) What? Because the story is dumb and bad. And it's just, not bad. It's just boilerplate. It's just boilerplate. It's just very it's just standard. Boilerplate. It's very, like, you see it, like, the... Is there a twist? I don't remember there being a twist. I don't remember if there's a twist. The only it's thing just, is, like, the clever little thing at the very end with the time travel... Right. Safe word or whatever. Something like that. <laughs> it, I, play, I last played Prince of Persia about three years ago. I don't remember if I finished it because the last area gets pretty bullshit from my recollection because oh. they take away your they take away your sand powers and i was like oh, i'm kind of done with this game now so then you have to actually play the game <laughs> but they put the sand powers in you can't say that the sand powers aren't actually part of the game but they're they're really not they're like look 
The sand powers are the lube on the cock, not the cock itself. Does that make sense? I literally can't think of another analogy right now. Anyway, the Sands of, Sands of Time is the like idealized nine out of 10 game because boilerplate plot, but characters that quip at each other like Marvel characters do, like MCU characters do. Like Uncharted characters. Like Uncharted characters do. So everybody's like, oh, the story is so good. I found the characters so much more relatable than most games. Well, that's not really true. The characters are not actually that much more relatable. They just tell jokes, you know. Um, and people were also, bear in mind, that for a while, this was the, this was the, this was the standard? What's the word? I don't know. This was the bar for the representation because oh look at this strong female character who can hold her own and is like not taking shit from the from I the can't, male I can't, lead. I can't I can't fucking I can't engage <laughs> you can't go, this. You I can't, can't go fucking, back a decade? I can't fuck <laughs> Remember when that was the thing? No about like yes I do remember when that was the thing. <laughs> That's the unfortunate thing. Okay. Let me finish my thing though. Boilerplate story, quippy characters, um, and then you've got combat that is bad, but by the standards of 2003, where we all thought more content equal better game. People still say that. Yes. By this standard, uh -huh. the Prince of Persia combat is good because the reason that the Prince of Persia combat sucks is that it's not that challenging and takes for fucking ever. The Prince of Persia combat to me feels like like they're kind of fumbling in the dark toward what would eventually become the Arkham Asylum like sort I of think deal. that the combat in Prince of Persia the Sands of Time 2003 was infuriating and frustrating and often quite challenging but not the way that it wanted to be. I just remember it being a slog. That I don't remember what difficulty I was playing on, but I don't remember dying all that much. What I remember is just being in a, the same encounter for fucking ever. I mean, what's the difference between dying two minutes into a fight three times versus spending six minutes on a fight? There's no difference, but... Well, one of them feels better. One of them feels better. But... But all this said, I have now addressed all the criticisms that I have for Prince of Persia, uh -huh. Sands of Time. None of it matters because the platforming is incredible. Mm. <laughs> None just, of that matters. The I feel, platforming is amazing. I feel like Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, and Mirror's Edge have the same strengths and flaws with their platforming, which is when it works, it fucking works. Mm -hmm. And when it botches when you can't fucking see where you're going when you like miss something or you don't know where the next point is it's trash it's garbage put it in the toilet and it's frustrating and it makes it feel like it's your fault i've never played mirror's edge so that's kind of interesting i should maybe give that game a shot but when the when the path is plotted well and you know where you're going and you're just doing the motions to get through the obstacles it's great this is also why I think Sands of Time is better than so many of its successors because I think 
graphical fidelity was of the sort at that time where, like, okay, I feel like this word has started to get overused ever since Friends of the Table used it. I like it when Friends of the Table uses it, and now every fucking gamer on the internet uses it. Um, graphics today in your Uncharted's, let's say, have so much, so many fucking greebles, so many fucking fiddly little bits and doodads and blades of grass and, and fucking bullshit. You can't see the things you're supposed to climb. Sands of Time, I think, is really good because, like, graphically, it is inferior, air quotes, uh, and so they couldn't put a million things on the screen that are distracting your eye from wherever you're actually supposed to go. Sands of Time has far fewer moments where it's not clear what you're supposed to do than, say, an Uncharted 4. Okay. Um, so all of this to say, I think Sands of Time is an incredible game, and I think it's, like, incredible despite it being a shambling mess of a of a of a thing mm -hmm. um and are we gonna have to now play prince of Persia: the sands of time now to just like refresh our memory maybe i don't know probably i don't not. really want to probably not i played it like three years ago it's good i do want to play assassin's creed one because i've never played it you never played Assassin's Creed 1? No, I started on 2, because everyone was like, ah, oh, you can skip 1. So I just did, and then I started with 2, and I played all three Ezio games within, like, two or three weeks of each other. Okay. And it was like, oh, it was a lot. And I really enjoyed those. So here is my Assassin's Creed journey. I played 1. I really liked it. And then I read all the reviews that were, like, kind of trashing it, and, like, the... Um, general discourse of the time was like, oh, it was so repetitive. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was that, and it wouldn't run on my laptop, so I was like, I can't play this, so I guess I'll skip it. Yeah. That's the other part of it, was that it wasn't on PS3. Right. Was it? Uh, I think it ran like shit on the PS3. I think there were a lot of games at that time that were coming out on 360, PS3, and PC, and only really ran well on the 360. Let me tell you about First Encounter Assault Recon. <laughs> um, so I played Assassin's Creed 1 really liked it uh, I played Assassin's Creed 2 and I was like oh my god this is so much better you know they added so many things it's so much more expansive it's not as repetitive um, <laughs> you um, you fist fight the Pope at the end of that game I was really really fucking smitten with Assassin's Creed 2 at the time uh, There's that funny part where he goes through a time skip because you didn't buy the DLC. There, that's true. <laughs> he does go through a time skip because you didn't buy the DLC. And then, what's the game after it? Brotherhood? Brotherhood. Brotherhood was maybe my favorite. So, I remember playing Brotherhood, and I got maybe 10 hours into it. I don't know. I don't know how long that game is. But I got, maybe got 5 hours into it. I was like... This is the same fucking game. But I was invested in the story, and also, I have a little Assassin's Creed Brotherhood to, to, story to tell. In the last mission, you're chasing a guy, right? Mm -hmm. Overland. You're like on horseback. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a fight, and I 
summoned my assassins because that was the one where they introduced the brotherhood where you could like hit the button and have your dude jump out and kill a guy and there was a big fight because i think he had minions and stuff and so there was a big fight between templars and assassins and the only assassin that died was the first one I recruited at the beginning of the game That's in the good. tutorial. That's good. And she was the only one who died. And I think she got the the guy and like prompted the next phase of the fight. But she was the only one who died and I felt so bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I played like five hours of Brotherhood and was like, this is the same video game as Assassin's Creed 2. And as time has gone on, I really remember, like, I really vividly remember some very specific things about Assassin's Creed 1. Uh, Assassin's Creed 1 really lives on in my memory in, like, a huge way. And Assassin's Creed 2 does not, other than fistfighting the Pope. Uh, Assassin's Creed 2 has kind of just faded into, like, generic video games in my head. Uh, in a way that Assassin's Creed 1 has not. But can I... One last thing about Prince of Persia. Mm -hmm. uh, the, th the thing for me is I want them to make a new Prince of Persia. I really want them to make a new Prince of Persia. But it's, uh, it's, it's just, just, just a little wee little bit, just a tiny little bit problematic. Maybe. Um, but also, I am acutely aware that Ubisoft principally created Assassin's Creed so that they could have a parkour game while also screwing uh, Jordan Mechner out of royalties um, because he owned the IP to Prince of Persia and was like licensing it to Ubisoft or something. I guess, I guess the thing that I want is a new parkour franchise. I don't really know if I want to play a parkour video game. You you said earlier like, oh, if you want to play Sands of Time, all like the all the parts of Sands of Time got like amalgamated into the rest of video games. What's the if you want a parkour video game series, mm -hmm. you you know what modern parkour video game is? It's Uncharted. That's the dome. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, but I don't want to ever play Uncharted. I mean, fair, but, like, it's that, it's like Tomb Raider, right? Like, this I, is what it is now. That's what yeah. that is. Yeah, I, I played Uncharted 2. Dying Light or whatever the fuck. That's a different thing. That's but. a different thing. See, that's like, I would never play Undying, I would never play Dying Light for different reasons of not liking military shooters, really. Uh, they made Titanfall 2. That game made me sick, but, like, that would be the parkour game if they were ever going to make another mm. Titanfall. They're not going to do that. <laughs> what if they made uh, Splatoon 3 and it played like Titanfall 2? That would be that good. That would be pretty sick. That would be good. <laughs> Titanfall 2 made me physically ill just because of, like, the the... The gun aesthetics, like, literally just, like, I think after the past couple years of being so inundated in, like, you know, 
school shootings, I think looking at military hardware uh, actually just makes me feel ill sometimes in some specific ways, and so I couldn't really do Titanfall 2. Um, but, uh... Oh, oh, oh! I played Uncharted 2 uh, back in the day, and I liked it a lot. And I played Uncharted 3, and it was the same thing as Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, where I was like, this, this, this is the same game. This is the, the game they did the same game again, and I was bored. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There are other series where I'll pl happily play the same game a hundred million times, but for some reason with Uncharted 3, it really didn't work for me. And I never played Uncharted 4, and now fuck Naughty Dog, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at this novel that apparently Assassin's Creed is inspired by. Really? What? Yeah, it's called uh, Alamut by Vladimir Barthol. First published in 1938 in Slovenian. Huh. Uh, the book, the maxim of the novel is nothing is an absolute reality, all is permitted. Oh, nothing is true, everything is permitted. Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia says that this is a big inspiration for Assassin's Creed, and now I'm like, interesting. Is is the movie tie-in game the last Prince of Persia, the game that came out in ten years ago? Uh, let me look at Prince of Persia Media. 2020, Prince of Persia, The Dagger of Time, PlayStation VR. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, but uh, other than that, 2010, Forgotten Sands, Forgotten Sands Motion, <laughs> Forgotten Sands 2.5D, Forgotten Sands Touch. Uh, I played the Wii version. Yeah. It's very different from the others. Mm -hmm. I think the PSP version is, is is closer to that than the others. Oh. Now would you like to explain to everyone why you're wrong about Shadow of the Colossus? I said it was good. It's great. That's the end of my statement. It is simply good. It's great. It's it's good. I uh, played half of it this it's a solid year. Game. I played half of it this year, and I have I played it like way 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 back on the PS2. I played a half of it in 2019, and I started having to like Google solutions to boss fights. And at that point, I was like, well, I know the story. If I'm not in it for the gameplay, maybe I might be done with this. But M says I should try Last Guardian, so I will try Last Guardian. Shadow of the Colossus is a great game. Here's my argument. The soundtrack. End of argument. Uh, also, Shadow and the Flame, a remake of the second game from 1993, with completely different graphics and levels, on iOS and Android in 2013. Prince of Persia Escape which is a remake of the original with different levels and gameplay mechanics. Um, it would be cool. To, I, would, I would be interested in going back to, like, the original. Well, would you? With, like, the rotoscoped animation. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's kind of goofy and weird. I'd be kind of interested in seeing what that's like. Can you even play this now? What is this? I don't really know. It's ported to fucking everything. Yeah, I think it's like a sort of a Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2 situation where it's been ported to everything and yet it's still kind of hard to play it, you know? It's been ported to everything, but some of them change it. Like, some of them are remakes or uh, alterations. Anyway, 
Mechner did an AMA on Reddit uh, earlier this year and stated that he would be releasing his journals from the development of the game as a book and users could ask any questions that they may have about the game too. So there's going to be some sort of original Prince of Persia retrospective novel in the next year or two. That's kind of neat. Um, I was thinking about playing the original Metal Gear the other day. We can do that pretty easily. We can? How so? Subsistence. Oh, yeah. It's on Subsistence. I forgot. It's also on the Legacy Collection, but I think I, did, I, think I sold that. I don't think I have that anymore. But we definitely have access to Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2. And the only, like, official English release of those games in America. Um... Remember, the NES version of Metal Gear is different from the... Yes. Famicom. MSX. MSX is what I meant. Yes. Um, I, I blinked and I was like, Famicom. Jackson's affection for Metal Gear 1 and 2 has made me kind of interested. Also, oh, you know what Also, what else we have? Hmm. Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid? Yeah. On the, on the Game Boy Color. Oh, yes. No, I was literally about to say, like... For the Game Boy. <laughs> also, like, if we're, we're going to do 2D... Um, yeah. 2D games. Is that Ghost Babble? Ghost Babble in Europe, I think. Okay. Maybe also in Japan? Um. What if we just, like, got really into every Metal Gear game that's not solid? The Game Boy version of Prince of Persia was the first game to feature music by Tommy Tallarico. He was a playtester for Virgin Interactive and offered to compose the music free of charge. That's just a sentence that I read on the screen. <laughs> what were we talking about? Metal Gear. Ghost Metal Gear. What if we got really into every spin-off of Metal Gear, but not Metal Gear Solid 1 through 4? It would be a very I short guess... thing. It would be Metal Gear. Metal Gear 2 Snake Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. Metal Gear 2 Snake's Revenge. Uh, Metal Gear Acid, Metal Gear Acid 2, Metal Gear... Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, are, and then... Are Portable Ops and Peace Walker solid yes. games? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would say Peace Walker is at least a solid game, but Portable Ops is not so good. Don't forget uh, Metal Gear Survive, a.k.a. Death Stranding 0 0.9. <laughs> uh. 0 0.8. Um, Gotta make room for all the baby. <sighs> Shadow of the Colossus is fucking good. Fuck you. I didn't say it was bad. It's just not the greatest video game ever. Huh? It's up there. <clears throat> I like it. A little too long. I would like more video games to have that sort of Tone, I guess. I enjoy mm -hmm. games with that kind of minimalism. Um, I think there are some parts of Breath of the Wild that do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really have the language to articulate better what I'm talking about, but it is something that I want out of some, what I mentioned earlier, a sword and sandals type of game. That's what I want of like wandering around and like getting into things and a big open world, like open empty world, is like interesting to me. Um, but you know, and it's like honestly, some parts of Mad Max 
as well. Mm-hmm. Just the emptiness and running your fucking car over a ramp because mm-hmm. there was a perfectly positioned ramp out in the wasteland for you to do. Yeah, I like... That game's alright. Yeah, I like a game that lets you just be in a space, you know? Uh, and you don't really need to have a lot of bells and whistles to if you've just created a really good space. In some ways, Burnout Paradise is this. Burnout Paradise is very, like, crowded. There are a lot of other cars and stuff. But there, one, there are no people, and two, I don't play online. So Burnout Paradise is kind of just just this, like, solitary, like, place that I can go to in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate emptiness sometimes when I'm in that kind of room. Yeah. Since we're just doing an export mini-sode, you got any, like, uh, life updates for the people? Fucking depressed, bro. <laughs> Fucking sane, bro. We looked at an apartment today. <laughs> we looked at an apartment today. Uh, pro- unless unless that other place gets back to us, that's probably where we're going to yeah. end up living. The kitchen is smaller, um, which is to be expected, but also a little, like, a little bit of a letdown. It's not that smaller if you take out the dining area because there's just no dining area. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's just like, here's the appliances and one counter. Here's like two feet by four feet to stand in. Yeah. Go. Um, <laughs> like. Yeah, we'll make it work. Um, I like you, so being around you alone it's not going to be that bad. Um. I'm very sick. Uh, that's not good podcast content. You can't just sick. say I'm very sick in uh, May of 2020. I do not have the Roni. I this just, is a no Roni zone. I just have my disability that I've always had that's flaring up. Um, so today has been a very bad day, but this podcast has been maybe the best thing that's happened to me all day. The thing about a chronic illness is that it's not that kind of chronic. If I put any effort into editing this episode, I will just play um, uh, Nothing But a G Thing, like right there where you said that. Uh, sure. Which is from the album The Chronic by Dr. Dre. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm chugging along in Naruto. I've read about 50 more chapters in, like, the last two days. I'm chugging along. Naruto's fucking good as shit. I... Two things have happened. I'm in volume, like, 42 or 43. I know I'm in, like, chapter 410. But in, like, volume 42-ish of the manga, and two things have happened in the last two volumes that I assumed wouldn't happen until, like, the end, you know? Uh, like, two huge things have happened that I just assumed... I assumed were going to happen, but not until, like, the final hour. And now they've happened at, like, a little past the midway point, which m- opens up the rest of the book to be... Something I'm not expecting at all, which is interesting and exciting. I know, like, 
two or three spoilers? I've crossed one of those off my list, but I still know a couple spoilers, but in the sort of interesting way where I'm like, I don't know how the fuck that makes sense with what I know about the story so far, so I'm excited to find out where this is going. I'm very sleepy because I worked and was sick and went to therapy and had apartment hunting. So maybe podcast ending. I can't think of more life updates. I finished Final Fantasy VIII. I finished Final Fantasy VIII. Um, uh, I need to defend Cole McGrath, apparently, on Twitter.com. Okay. I'm really glad. I've been really struggling for the last two minutes of podcasts as I try to, like, come up with anything to talk about, and you're not really replying to me, and so I'm really glad that you're more concerned with Cole McGrath than me. The Demon of Empire City! I'm just really glad that that's where your heart's at. Not here with me on on our other job. I live with you. (laughs) You'd rather live with Cole McGrath. Yes, I would rather be a fucking video game character. In my head, I always cast him as Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Because Premium Rush is basically uh, an Infamous prequel. You know how I played Infamous? You didn't? No, I did. Uh, I got my PS3 a month before the big hack. And yes, I did too. I, I mean, I had it before then, but I only played Infamous because of the hack. Because of the hack. I got Infamous <laughs> for free, and I played it because of the hack, and I thought it was a bad game, because it is. Um. Uh. I don't know what to talk about, and you're still tweeting. I said that Cole McGrath is cool, and Juliet said, is he Nora? To which I'm saying, yes, in Infamous 2. I liked Infamous 2 a lot. That was one of my favorite games in 2010. I watched someone play through Infamous 2 in 20... Whenever I was in college. Uh, It looked bad. It's great. It looked dire. What if, like, the whole... um, It's extremely like the X-Men Mutants thing. Uh, Like, that's the theme of, like... Are mutants dangerous inherently? Yes, no. You could just read X-Men comics. Yeah, but that's no good. <laughs> Cole McGrath. That's one character. I don't have to worry about 16 different characters. It's just one guy. Oh. And also those other two, his two girlfriends. Because his girlfriend dies! His girlfriend dies in Infamous 1 and you can't stop it. That's true. That does happen. Um, the villain in Infamous One is you from the future. How, how is it not the fucking coolest shit in the world? Because I hate climbing buildings. Then why the fuck do you want to play parkour games? No, I hate, <laughs> I hate climbing buildings in Infamous where you just run at a, at a fucking straight surface and you just mash A until he hops, 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 hops. That's Assassin's Creed as well. No, you hold a button. It's oh, okay. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck did you just do to our <laughs> microphone? Bro. Anyway, I finished Final Fantasy VIII since the last time we recorded. That's the best video game of all time, probably. 
I don't know that I've ever played a better video game than Final Fantasy VIII. I really like it. I love Junction. Uh, I started Earthbound. I started Super Mario RPG, and then I was like, uh, what if I played Earthbound though? So I played Earthbound. I'm playing Earthbound, and Earthbound's really cool. I'm in the third town. It's really fucking rad. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I get really frustrated because the game is hard, and then right when I'm really like, maybe I'm gonna quit, or maybe I'm gonna start putting in cheat codes or something, uh, I level up good, and then the monsters run away from you when you get too powerful, and when that happens, the game kicks ass. It's very funny to watch a bear run away from you because you're too powerful of a six-year-old. <laughs> the six-year-old's bat is too fucking strong for this bear. The bear's like, no, no, no. Um, I got Paula in my party. I went to the second sanctuary. Uh, I helped the Blues Brothers. Um, who were also Mario and Luigi. Uh, I got the band back together or something. No, I paid off their debts. I Same thing. I was just this really fucking rad child that, like, rolled into, like, Mario and Luigi. Mario and Luigi have a blues band. And their blues band was $100,000 in debt. And so someone gave me $100,000, and I decided to pay their debts. Uh... And they gave me a ride to the next town. And they were like, this town seems creepy. We're out. That's where I left off that game. Earthbound's good. Uh, Infamous 2. It's good. It's not as good as Earthbound. I, I watched someone if play... Earthbound's so good, how come they never made a sequel? <laughs> I... Yeah. One of the, the tweets that I am most proud of... <laughs> I was just thinking about this. One of the tweets that I am most proud of is... Um, Other M2, or as it's known in America... <laughs> Earthbound E. <laughs> I'm so proud of that tweet, and no one gives a shit about it. Earthbound E. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go talk about League of Legends now. You gotta go talk about League of Legends. I gotta go lay down because I feel sick. You should go to bed. Yes. I love you so much. I love you too.